to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the Runner X Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. Coach, we were recently talking about um, one of our runners, we have quite a few of them, that will go out and they'll do, say, I'm going to go run for an hour. And then they'll say, I did six 10-minute, you know, 10-minute runs, right? I did 10 minutes six times and I ran for an hour. And that was my training run. And we were talking about the fact that that's not really training for a race, is it? And why is, what's the difference? Well, I think that we just want to make a, you just want to make it, this is what I tell people. We want to make a distinction between like interval training, general recreational training. And then actually, if I want to train for a race, like, and perform well in the race, do I want to just finish or do I want to perform? And this was a question, by the way, that, because I remember my background isn't, isn't, I didn't start as a racer. I started as a enthusiast. You know, when I first started getting into 5Ks and 10Ks, I was already training and my goal was to get as many women as I could at the time or anyone to come and do these races. Like I was like, this is so cool. You can get out and run. I never thought, oh, I could win this thing. Right. So in the beginning, (laughs) when I was training people, it was like, hey, let's just go out and run. Not so much like, hey, we're going to, and by back then, by the way, this is years ago, it was like, hey, we're just going to run for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, and then we'll build it up to miles. So everything, and this is still how it's done today, but the idea was you're going to start by running as far as you can, and then keep trying to add to it. So maybe you run three times a week, and one runs a little bit longer, right? So that's how I got into um, training or training for events. And usually when I would start with people and still to this day, a lot of times they couldn't run three miles or even one mile, right? So we would do things like, okay, let's run to the stop sign and then we'll stop and take a break and then we'll start running again. Right. So when I first bring people in to run our X and we do this, we do the same thing. We're like, you're learning how to run. So we would like for you to just work on the movement of running and then stop and reset as needed, which is fine, right? Because that's how we learn. And same with my running groups back in the day. But then it got to where we could run 30 minutes or 40 minutes. And then I would say, well, if you can run three miles, great. Now it's time to sign up for a 5K. I never thought you should sign up for a 5K you've never run before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right? But to be fair, that's exactly how you kind of have to get started also. The smart thing, though, was I would get people to start with 5Ks, and then we would get them ready for 10K. And I used to live in Austin, and everything was kind of set up that way. So the big race of the year was the 10K and half and all that. So what I started to realize as I started to get more into coaching was so many people would sign up for the races that they'd never done before without signing up for the races prior, if you will. Like everyone just got to where they wanted to run marathons. Like it was yeah. skipping 5Ks, 10Ks, right? Straight yeah. to marriage. <laughs> and I've never left my spot as a learn to run coach. And this is important for people to get because I've taken people to Boston and beyond <laughs> and, you know, like yeah. PRs and races, but I've also taken people from I've never run before. And the reality is even the runners that are really been running a long time, they usually don't reach out to me until they're in a stuck in a rut, right? Or mm-hmm. injured. 
So I'm right. always in a state with people of we're learning or relearning our, our movement patterns so we're not injured. So for, when I first teach people, I'm like, instead of thinking of running for like volume or distance, we got to cut that out of your mind. Just run by feel. How does it feel? Do I feel light? Do I feel unweighted? Right. And mm-hmm. so when I'm teaching this to people, I'm also, if they don't stop a minute, reset yourself and then get back to running. Cause that's how most people get hurt. They try to run too far. They try to run to a, a speed they can't do. You know, they, they set goals yeah. that are too far. <clears throat> so then the next step though, is once it's feeling good and you can keep going for most runners, the goal is to keep running, right? If I want to run a 5k, 10k half or full, Really, the goal should be to be able to run the entire thing. I don't want to have Correct. to stop and walk unless I'm getting water or, you know what I mean? Like I need yeah. to, something happens, but you should feel like if I'm signing up for this event, I feel comfortable and confident that I can run. And I tell people, even for a 10K, let's get you where you can run for an hour. Mm-hmm. So then you can run a 10K. Now. Don't beat me up. I don't care if you stop and walk. <laughs> right, I encourage, right. I teach people that all the time. The challenge I have with people is if you want to perform, like really perform, like at a race, like I want to race this thing. It's so different than I just want to get through it. So sometimes people will take those training blocks and think, well, if I just went out, at, if I just go for an hour, and so but to be understand this, and I stop every, I don't know, let's say I stop every 10 minutes and I plan it. Then you're kind of training to run for 10 minutes. You see what I mean? Right. Right. So just goes into really, the- I just, my, my encouragement to people is have days and, you know, like, come on guys, listen to your body. You need to stop. I'm not putting anyone down for stopping. I stop all the time. Right. Right. But if I'm say I'm training for a 10 K or less training for a five K or half or whatever, then I want to feel like I can run for an hour, run, not race, but I can run. And I shouldn't need to feel like I need to stop all the time. I should feel like if I do have to stop, I will. It's no big deal. That's what I want people to understand. That's a whole different feeling to run a 10 K than to get through a 10 K or a half or a full. And I've done it all. I've done it. I've done runs where you have to, I just got through it. And I've done runs where I've run the whole run. Does that mean I never stopped to drink water? No. So do that. <laughs> right. I just think even the racers, like you guys see, they, they, you know, they, someone hands them a bottle, they slow down for a second. So I don't have anyone that does that for me. I had to actually stop, you know, and grab some water. But my point <laughs> is you should get to where you can run for like an hour at least to feel like, okay, I can tackle a race. That's my personal thing. If it's 5K, 30 minutes. But you should feel like, wow, I really can do that. And I really think it's doable. So I just want to tell people that, or anyone that's getting started to run, absolutely stopping is important if you need to, but you want to get to a place where you're like, I feel like I can just keep going. That's really the best part of running. Right. So on that same token with that and we're not trying to like don't get offended don't get your you know undies in a bundle um the idea of like the the galloway method we were were those the the run the run walk methods we were talking about that because didn't you say that even he found that he was trying to make it it's okay to to stop and walk but then people got almost obsessive about it and and (laughs) go ahead i'm just laughing because we just had this conversation 
And then I saw that they updated the Jeff Galloway method to be called Jeffing. I'm like, that is not going to catch on. I'm sorry. (laughs) So, you know, and here it is like 20 something years later. You're right. I mean, Jeff Galloway made it okay for people to stop and walk, which is funny now, right? Because it's not even a thought. But you probably, you remember that penguin guy even. He was always like the back of the pack. So there was a big... Yeah, John Bingham. There was a big stigma in the beginning of marathons that you ran a marathon. You ran a marathon. So then Jeff Galloway came out and said, well, guys, you can walk in a marathon and you can actually still do a really good time. And I'll tell you why. Because when you let your body take a break, then when you get back to your run, your body's refreshed a little bit. So you'll actually run faster in those intervals. And that was his whole point. Cause he doesn't, he's like, why, 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 why tire yourself out? Right. But if you read the book, the way it was written back then anyway, was you did the walk run and you kept building up uh, the run segment. Like maybe you would start with, I'm going to walk a minute, run three, but he kept saying, go further, go further. Right. And And kind of the same way you were just talking about where if you have to stop, you stop for a little bit, but the next time you try to go a little bit farther, a little bit farther, building up your cardio base, basically. And then also he's at the, if you're in the book anyway, he says at mile 18, stop walking and run the rest in. You're not going to hit the wall because you've just, you know, you didn't go out too fast. His whole point was so you didn't start out too fast. So I think it's great. I don't have anything against that, but what I found was use try. I tried it also people were like waiting for that beat to walk. See, cause it's still not telling you how to run. It's just telling you to take a break, which is again, fine. And I don't care if you're in the back, like that guy, you know, all of that stuff is fine, but I tell people, but it has nothing to do with your movement. So what if you don't need to stop and walk? then why should you? You're running right. a marathon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if yeah. I'm running and I'm running and I feel great, why would I stop to walk? That was my question. I get it for when I'm just starting, I'm building my base. I get it. And I think it's great. But I also think you should challenge yourself to keep running. And I think most people, why they have to stop and walk, why they're getting so tired, isn't their cardiovascular system. Otherwise they couldn't keep moving. It's because they're moving so inefficiently. They're using so much extra effort to move their arms and legs. They're like, I'm tired. I've got to walk. Or yeah. I'm like, well, if you were really, really tired, you'd have to sit down. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. So, and that's just kind of how I wanted to, to break that up, that it, that it's not, we're not saying, we're not poo-pooing anything. We're not poo-pooing walking or anything. It's just like, what is the purpose of the walking? Are you walking, like you said, because you're tired, you need to catch your breath and then you're going to keep going again. Or is it, I'm, no, my, my watch just beeped and I get to walk now. And that's that mental side that, that kind of can lead you astray guys. If you, in just like it'll lead you astray, if you try to muscle yourself through it and, ah, you got this, it's okay that your, you know, ankle is, feels like it's going to break off, you know, (laughs) that that's one side of the mental argument. And then there's that other side that I feel great, but I'm going to walk because my watch dinged, you know, so so realize how powerful your mind is when it comes to this, your, your body. Uh, like you said, if you were really that tired, you'd want to sit down. I've, I've often said that too, that it's like, if you get to the end of that marathon, you still got to walk to your car. Your body is, is incredible, is, is a fantastic um, uh, organism, right? It's your mind that blocks you. It's your mind that will 
that will stop you um, when push comes to shove. So work on that, work on the technique, work on the cardio, work on all those skeletal systems, and then get your mind right, right? Absolutely. Okay. So we will talk to you guys next week. We hope you are enjoying the summer weather and uh, we'll join you next week. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runrx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runrx.fit. 